1: yeah buddy welcome to another episode of get paid your one-stop shop for all things fantasy gambling and daily fantasy you're listening to sean and brad brad what's going on buddy
0: good morning brother good to be here
1: yeah, good to be here. So uh, we're recording early on a Tuesday, as is our custom. This will drop on Wednesday uh, for all those listening on the day that it drops. Uh, happy Halloween, uh, if you're into that thing. Uh, we are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. We are also, um, through that partnership on Podcast One, very, very grateful uh, for the, both of those partners. I just want to remind everybody who's listening, first of all, if this is your first time stopping by the show, uh, we appreciate you stopping by. Hope, uh, hope you like our content. We go through every game uh, and the key fantasy players for each game. So we make our game pick against the spread, and then uh, and then give you our uh, our fantasy daily fantasy projections based on that matchup. Um, we also post uh, the the scores, everything that we talk about. You know, we we run through the important stuff here and some of the matchups, but we we post the score projections as well to Reddit. So if you want to go to Reddit.com, you don't need a login or anything, but you can search for Get Paid Podcast. Really, that's just a stopgap until i get my web page in order uh that stuff takes a while so uh if you go to reddit you can get some of this information as well so uh once again just uh review if if you're a new listener or uh if you're even if you're a returning listener you haven't given us a review if you could scroll down give us some stars that stuff helps um and then once again you can go to reddit and check out some of the rankings so brad i think we can dig right in this is a short week uh we have a lot of teams on bye week but uh, we can kind of dig right into the games if you're good with that let's do it so brad we have oakland Plus three at San Francisco.
0: Ooh, this is not the best matchup, is it? It uh, seems gross. Yeah. Seems like Oakland is legitimately tanking and, uh, <laughs> not, right. Like, I, I, I don't
1: think, I don't think they're tanking for a pick. I think they're tanking because they hate their head coach.
0: Yeah, that might be it. Boy, he, he has not had a good look, has he?
1: No, he hasn't. And, uh, I guess, you know, the, the return of Chucky, the sequel is not always as good as the original, right? So, um, yeah, this is uh, this is an issue. They traded Cooper. I guess we'll talk about him in the Dallas section. Now they traded Mac. We talked about his kind of his entry into the team. You know, we were a little bit worried, and uh, Sam and I talk about this on the Functional Sportsaholic as well. We we're a little bit worried about the way he was. I don't know, approaching the men in the locker room, Uh, you know, it's just a different age these days. You know, the, the quote unquote, the kids, you know, the 20 year olds, the, the people that are rising, just coming out of college, they're different than they were in the nineties and the two thousands. Right, man. I mean, it's completely different out there.
0: Right. And you know, you see this new wave of coaches that are uh, younger, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, McVeigh. McVeigh, Yeah. He's, you know, he's the best one, obviously, but you know, these millennials, they have to be able to relate to their head coach and to somebody leading them. And some, you know, older guy that that can't speak to them and they don't respect. And I don't know if that's what's going on, but it kind of seems like it. Yeah. And, I, sure. I don't think they're going to rally around the guy like that, you know, and you need, they need someone on their level. That's very important. Um, and, and also, you know, he's trading away the best players and now there's trade talk about uh, David Carr. And that can't sit well in the locker room. So it's, it's, I mean, how could that possibly feel good to anybody? <laughs>
1: Why in the world would you be? I mean, I don't think they will. At the end of the day, I mean, what can you possibly get back
0: for, for David Carr? Um, well, what are they do, What is he,
1: doing? Back, is he doing? Is he going to try to, like, uh, resurrect the ghost of Rich Gannon? I mean, what is he going to do? I
0: right, just feel go, a oh, good call. Maybe he will do that. Yeah, it's a good, good, good Halloween strategy. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, David Carr... How good would he look in Jacksonville? I mean, you're telling me there's not two or three teams that would just instantly be contenders with him, but he leaves Oakland and they're going to be nothing. And they're going to have to start playing that game of, you know, get a draft pick, young quarterback, and they're going to start all over. I don't know. I think you could do a lot worse than David Carr. Derek, by the way, you're right.
1: Sorry, David, yeah. Yeah, David's right. Yeah, I know David's David's the brother and uh Derek Derek um Derek, from, uh, yeah yeah from uh from Billy Madison Derek uh Derek uh, uh, no nah, he's uh, yeah Derek Carr I mean look he's not he he, he what was it his second year his third year the year that he broke his leg and the Raiders were doing really really well um and it was really bummer because they looked like they were an emerging team and somebody that could could do some damage in the playoffs uh since then he's kind of taken a step back I don't know if he's regressed I don't know if he's pressing a little bit more um but yeah I mean he's kind of down on his luck a little bit there but treating him is not the answer believe me as a as a fan of like let's say um Buffalo yeah I know they got their young guy but has he really You know, has Josh Allen really looked good to Buffalo fans? I mean, uh, Tampa Bay right now with what they have going on at quarterback, there are a lot of teams out there that would just be like, yes, please trade your quarterback. We'll take him. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. But, you know, in terms of the game, though, I don't love what San Francisco's doing. Um, Indianapolis, yeah, I mean, I know they kind of put one on um, Oakland last week. I think it was a 14-point game at the end there. But it was a pretty close game. Um, until the, the the last couple of minutes there, uh, I think Oakland is going to win this game. Um, I know they're on the road. I know it's I know it's um a Thursday night game. Thursday night games are always a little bit weird. They're getting points. I'm actually going to take Oakland here, Brad. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm also going to take Oakland. Uh, I, I agree with you, even though they're on the road, it's not much of a daunting place to play at the moment. And uh, from a better standpoint, um, when something like this, I mean, the line to me should be even, but they get plus three because they're on the road. But from a betting standpoint, you would have to you know, take the team that's actually getting some points.
1: Yeah, I agree here. And um, and CJ Beathard versus Carr. I mean, I think that Carr is the better one. Uh, the 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 Forty Niners they're banged up right now. Uh, receiver and running back they're they're kind of hurting. Um, and Oakland, I think even though the players, I think you and I both agree, they're they're not really rallying around Gruden. I, I do think at this point they're just kind of rallying around their own pride. I think they will come out and I think they'll show up this week, and I think they'll win, um, and uh, you know, I think they'll score some points, and I think San Francisco's having a tough time moving the ball, so uh, I think we're in agreement there. Now, in terms of fantasy, I think Carr has an okay game. I have him at a 19. For a quarterback, that's usually about average, maybe a little above average, but that's usually a score that you can get to uh, get something better on your waiver wire, and also for people listening, I, I use DraftKings scoring um, to, to project these scores, so if, uh, if you're you know, hearing me talk about running backs, keep in mind I'm talking about it or run or receivers for that matter. I'm talking about points per reception, um, quarterbacks. I'm using the uh the the uh the DraftKings standard there, but uh, once again, so cars at a 19. I think Doug Martin is going to get the carries there. Um, obviously, based on last week, so I think he'll have a decent game at a 13 um, at receiver. Honestly, I don't really know what's going on. I was looking to see if uh, Jordy Nelson was going to pop this week, and he didn't. Uh, it looked like Seth Roberts had the better game. Now, is that a one game thing or is that a, a full rest of the season thing? I don't know, uh, but I do know that uh, Jared Cook will go well. So I think um, you know you could probably play Roberts, and I think definitely Cook. you can play I have Cook at an 11 now in San Francisco I also have CJ Bathard around a 19 so a little bit of an an average score there I don't like the running backs for San Francisco this week it's a tougher matchup um, you know against Oakland's uh, run defense plus they're a little banged up so I'm a little bit leery I have uh, Brita in one of my leagues I'm probably going to bench him if I can find somebody else Uh, for receivers I don't really know what's going on there I think the only receiver you can play for San Francisco at this point is Goodwin so he um, will be fine with me in terms of that projection and then Kittle as well for a pass catcher I think he's at a 13 which is a nice nice score for a tight end I think the tight ends go off in this game um, and everybody else kind of struggles a little bit so Brad moving it on now we have Chicago I I could not get a line for this game I think it's because of Buffalo's quarterback situation but I have Chicago at Buffalo how do you feel about this game I guess since there's no spread how do you what kind of point spread would you put on this game
0: yeah, it's a great question. I was going to ask you the same thing. Chicago at Buffalo. I would give Chicago a three point nod. You?
1: Yeah, I think for for I think this is uh, on a neutral field. I think this is a seven point game. So you know, being at Buffalo, I would say three to four um, would be the spread here. Uh, this is if you're a fantasy owner of the Chicago Bears defense, this is the game of the season for you. I mean, you could win your you could win your week just based on this game. Um, it's going to be tough for Buffalo. Everybody, it's been tough for Buffalo every week, but especially you know I know. Matt- Mac is questionable, but if Mac plays, this is going to be a long, long game for Buffalo fans. And see, I am sorry.
0: See, see not, sorry to interrupt, Sean, but I, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with you slightly. Look, Chicago, <clears throat> this is a tricky one for me. Chicago, they're better. Okay, Trubisky can play. We've seen that, and um, he's improving. But come on, I mean, people are calling them jugger- juggernauts, you know, and I think they're more an average team. Now, look, they're definitely better than Buffalo. But Buffalo's defense can ball, right? It's like the ultimate equalizer. I think that the Bears' offense may struggle versus the Buffalo defense, except for the fact that they really got up for last night's game versus New England. Did you catch any of that? Sean? I did.
1: I did. I was watching a good chunk of that game. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was impressive for them to show up. But you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's just you're not going to you're not going to keep a lid on the Patriots. And uh, yeah, correct.
0: But and and also that was that was arguably buffalo's biggest game of the year yeah so monday night football if there's any game they're going to get up for and be super into it was going to be last night and you know with the limited talent they hung in as long as they could um and and i think they would have a chance to beat chicago if they weren't coming off the biggest game of the year for them and a short week um so that being said Even though I think Buffalo, you know, this this game came along the schedule at another time would would be able to take it. I don't think they do this week, and uh, I guess we'll both have to take Chicago to cover.
1: Yeah, Chicago, assuming that the line is that three or four, right? Now, if it comes out and the line is Chicago minus seven or something like that, then I think you Good both story. and I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement. I think this is going to be probably a defense or a game where the defense fluxes their muscles a little bit. I don't really like any of the fantasy matchups, especially for Buffalo. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Uh, Buffalo's going to going to get sacks. They're going to give up sacks, especially to this defense, and they're going to give up turnovers. Uh, Chicago, I'm with you, Brad. I mean, I, I like Chicago. I like what they're doing. They're impressive this year. I don't think think that their offense is the type of offense that is going to eventually wear a a tough Buffalo defense down look Buffalo's a bad team but their defense is good um, their defense is underrated so you know in terms of like fantasy play I think you can play both defenses and be fine certainly play Chicago's defense Um, now in terms of you know the rest of the fantasy for the skill players and the offensive players I think Trubisky will get about a 20 which again it's, that's a little above average but keep in mind that Trubisky you know people are saying oh you're just talking about Buffalo's defense Trubisky gets yards on the run we were talking about that last week Brad he has surprisingly good wheels on Where him. right
0: you get that all of a sudden
1: I don't know man I don't know it's uh he's that's it, great that that one long scramble he had against the Patriots um where he was coming down the left side of the field and he waited for his blockers to catch yeah, up to him I think he might have right. even gotten in the end zone or maybe like down at the one I can't really remember if he got in or not but I was just like holy crap I mean this guy's good um so yeah we, Brad and I are both uh you know we were we were skeptical about Trubisky coming into the season even with Nagy coming in there and uh he's been impressive uh, Brad and I have both been impressed but this week, if you have Trubisky and he's your only option, I think he'll be an okay play because he's going to get you, even if he struggles through the air, he'll be able to get you some of those uh, those bonus yards on the, on the ground. Um, at running back, I don't like the Howard matchup this week, but I do love the Cohen matchup. I have Cohen projected at an over 20. What that means is Buffalo, their defense is so tough, but they're probably going to give up some receptions like in the screen game. Um, and, you know, Chicago can bust out uh, Cohen in the screen game or maybe get him out in space and short routes and everything. So I like Cohen a lot more than I like Howard this week. Um, And receiver, I don't really like anybody. If you're going to play one from Chicago, I think the one to pop will be Tyler Gabriel, or Taylor Gabriel, I can't remember. Let's just call him T. Gabriel (laughs) for now. Uh, And then, uh, you know, I think Burton will score well uh, at tight end. I think he'll probably be, you know, slightly above average. In daily fantasy, I wouldn't pay the premium for him, but obviously if you have him on your lineup, you should start him. Now in Buffalo, I don't play anybody. I'm looking at the matchup here. I have the quarterback projected at 11, which is paltry. That might be the worst overall quarterback score projection i've had all year i hate it um and then i uh yeah i don't like anybody i don't like i don't like ivory i don't like mccoy so for the second week in a row i'm gonna say don't play any bills okay brad moving it on we have tampa bay with a new quarterback Fitzpatrick. will get the start plus seven at carolina
0: see this is a <clears throat> excuse me this is a fun one for me all right because carolina has looked good right yes. they look buttoned up cam's balling like Cam Newton is the type of guy that when he starts feeling good about himself, he's probably <laughs> not going to study as hard, you know, he's going to be walking with that strut. Yeah, peacocking a little gonna, bit. He's going to peacock and he's going <laughs> to let his guard down, right? He doesn't, he doesn't have that chip, you know, yeah, that I hear chip you. On the shoulder that Rodgers carries and Breeze and Brady, you know, because they were always um, kind of looked down upon Cam Newton's always been the guy, right? if he was a chocolate bar, he'd eat himself, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy just is in love with himself. It's sickening, okay? And I think Tampa Bay, you know, their defense stinks. Their defense absolutely stinks. But, you know, this is the NFL, and, and you know, Tampa Bay can come in and find themselves up 10 points real quick, and now Cam Newton's actually got to play. I would take Tampa on this one. Sean?
1: Yeah, Brad, I'm with you. So you and I talked about it in the season preview. Um, and then even in the first couple weeks, like we said in the season preview, first of all, that Dirk Cutter, not Hugh Jackson, who will, we might be able to talk about. I think they're on bye week this week. Oh, no, Cleveland. We're talking about him next game. Um, Hugh Jackson got fired first. We thought it might be Dirk Cutter, um, or at least I did. I am, I, I've i never been a believer in Jameis Winston. I think in terms of the spread, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is every bit as good, if not better, for the spread for Tampa than uh, than Jameis Winston. I know, um, you know, Brad and I share a friend, the Wolf of Tarpon Springs. Uh, he does not share that opinion. He gets a little annoyed when I when I say that. But, you know, the fact of the matter is Winston has never been accurate. He throws way too many interceptions. And so now that Fitzpatrick is taking over this Tampa Bay team, look, are they going to win? I don't know. Is Fitzpatrick, a, you know, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback? No, he's not. But he will take care of the ball a little bit more. And for some reason, Brad, Fitzpatrick is able to get the ball to Deshaun Jackson and Jameis, Jameis Winston is not able to get the ball to Deshaun Jackson it's the most like mystifying thing you would think that this quarterback with the big arm would be able to do it but like I've seen Jameis Winston overthrow a wide open Deshaun Jackson probably five times this season on surefire touchdowns sure so it's it's weird and Mike Evans gets better with Fitzpatrick than he does with Jameis Winston it's, it's an odd thing so I'm actually with you Brad I'm going to take Tampa Bay now if, if Winston was playing I wouldn't but because Fitzpatrick is playing I'm going to take Tampa Bay and that seven points. To I like your
0: chances for sure, for
1: sure. And, and in terms of fantasy, look, um, you know, we'll talk about it in the waiver wire. But I think you have to pick up uh, Fitzpatrick this week. Now, I have Carson Wentz in my league who's on bye week. I am going to p- try to pick up Fitzpatrick in this game, and I know Carolina is a tough defense but Fitzpatrick in this Tampa Bay's offense is going to score. Uh, My only hope is that Fitzpatrick doesn't come out and throw five, five interceptions, which he can certainly do, but I don't think he will. Now um, I I think Fitzpatrick is a play. I think he's at a 26 in terms of fantasy, Uh, the running backs. I say it every week. I don't like the running backs in Tampa Bay. They don't, um, establish the run. Although last week they did run a little bit more against Cincinnati. So good for them. Uh, but that's not a week to week thing. So I'm not going to play Barber. Uh, Ronald Jones is, um, he's questionable. So we don't know if he's going to play, but if he does, you know, I don't have him projected well at all. Uh, now the receivers, I think Mike Evans, uh, again, with Fitzpatrick, the Fitzpatrick factor, I think he's going to score well. So I think you can definitely uh, get him. I think you're probably going to get him at a nice value in daily fantasy because he's had a couple of, uh, down weeks. Um, um, mm-hmm. Uh, he popped at the end of the game last week with Fitzpatrick in. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is he projected well? He's not projected well in my rankings, but I do think that he's going to get a boost now with uh, with Fitzpatrick again. So he's somebody that you might want to take a look at it as a nice daily fantasy bargain. Uh, and then O.G. Howard pops again with Fitzpatrick. So you know when when uh, Winston gets in, he he usually spreads the ball to his tight ends between Brayton Howard uh, with Fitzpatrick. Howard tends to get the uh, bulk of those, and I actually have. Howard projected at a 17, which is a pretty astronomical number uh, for a tight end. So that means in daily fantasy, buy on Howard. Now in Carolina, I actually think, look, we talked about Tampa Bay's defense being awful. Uh, I think Cam Newton, In, in I think he's not going to be, um, I guess, laser precise this week. But I do think he'll score. He'll get yards on the ground and he'll get in the end zone against this team. I think it'll be a high scoring kind of game. In fact, I had it projected at about a 31 to 27 Carolina wins but only by four Uh, I have Cam Newton projected at a 30 which is a really nice number at a quarterback that's something worth investing in in daily fantasy at running back I think McCaffrey is going to go off this week I have him over a 20 Um, I have at receiver I have Funches scoring well at an 18 I have the rest of the Carolina receivers kind of taking a step back but I have Olsen at an above average nine at uh, at tight end so I think you'll get nice value um, in this game I think this is a nice value game for Daily Fantasy. So, Brad, interesting week now. We have Kansas City minus eight on the road at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland with a new head coach. Um, Colonel Sanders, a.k.a. Uh, Greg Williams, has taken over the, uh, the, uh, the head coaching responsibilities there. How do you feel about this game?
0: <laughs> Not normally, I, it would be far against my values and belief system to actually take a road favorite with this many points. But, man, Kansas City, I mean, these guys, dude, they – I forget their names. Kareem Hunt, he's one of them, correct?
1: Tariq Hill, Kareem Hunt.
0: Oh, my God. These guys are incredible, dude, and they get the ball, and it just seems like they're always in space making people miss. I mean, it's, it's electric. Okay. They have they
1: have speed. They have a quarterback that can get the ball downfield now, which is something they haven't had in previous seasons. It's
0: beautiful to see. And, be.
1: and look, you know, I was a doubter um for Mahomes. I not a doubter because I thought he would be good eventually. I didn't think he would be this good this now. I thought this was like, you know, Mahomes in like 2023. And we're getting it now. Um, so it's it's fun to watch. It's like a track meet out there. Andy Reid is putting, you know, just dialing the players up like he always does. It is they are a fun, fun team to watch.
0: Yeah, they, they look really great, and I think that they uh, could absolutely, you know, take down the Patriots this year in the playoffs. Um, you know, and then you combine combine all their talents and, and electricity with the fact that Cleveland, uh, man, with a rookie quarterback, they just fired their two, you know, the offensive coordinator and the head coach, and that is not smart. And you know what they're going to look like the rest <laughs> of the year? They're going to look like they did the past two years. You know, yeah. they were actually they were actually improving. Look, I, I'm not a Hugh Jackson guy. I think he's a, a complete insecure tool. But that <laughs> now, you know, now your rookie quarterback has to start fresh, and it's just going to get even worse. And I, I think Cleveland doesn't even contend in this game. I would take Kansas City.
1: I think we touched on if it wasn't me and you, it was uh, me and Sam. I know Sam and I had a uh, had a had a weekly segment on hard knocks and for anybody who's kind of interested i think we led the show with it so you could look for the functional sportsaholic and go back into our archives and the, all the episode titles are labeled you know hard knocks plus or whatever and in that first episode i said oh you know the personalities in this room it looks like all of hugh jackson's assistant coaches hate him um it just looked like a toxic environment from get-go i thought hugh jackson was going to survive the year because look hugh jackson i'm not a big fan of him either but let's be honest here Cleveland." has never given him any talent. They traded everybody away um, a couple years ago so they could get draft picks. Then they kind of blew those draft picks, I thought. Um, they, They made a lot of questionable decisions, you know, one of those draft picks was a receiver, um, so irrelevant now. I can't even remember his name started with a C, uh, but he got waived, and then that guy went to uh, to Buffalo and got waived before the. year. I mean, they, they're just making bad decision after bad decision. There, they didn't get him anything. But I think Brad, you touched on it. You know him him being an insecure tool. I think his personality is what ended up getting him canned this year, and his inability I do to as well, yeah, and, and and his inability to get along with Todd Haley. Look, nobody gets along with Todd Haley. I, you know, Todd Haley is what Todd Haley is.
0: What is that guy's deal? He's like the human sliver. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know, he's I know. Everyone the wrong way constantly. Well,
1: at least he can, uh, you know, he's he's free to find a bar to frequent and get in some kind of bra and, and crack a hip again, I guess. But, yeah, this is this is not a good situation. I don't like Greg Williams uh, taking over this uh, this head coach. What, what concerns me is what's going to happen to the offense. When defensive coordinators like you know that fit the mold and the personality of a greg williams take over a team um and i kind of maybe like liken this to john fox in chicago last year we know that these defensive coordinators they want to win every game 12 to 9 you know they don't want to win a game you know 27 to 21 they think that their defense is going to come out and cleveland has a good defense you know they're not a sexy team but especially in fantasy like they get to the quarterback and they create turnovers and they're 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 a tough team to score against. Um, if they weren't always on the field, maybe they would put up you know better point totals. But you know they get overlooked a lot because you know they they tend to lose a lot of games. But they're actually a really good defense. But you know what is going to happen in this offense? I you know who knows who knows what's going to happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna punt basically for a week on Cleveland. If you have other options on them, I would um, take other options. Uh, Brad, I'm with you by the way. I'm taking Kansas City. Um, I just think that eight points, Cleveland's offense is going to struggle to score. And like we saw in Buffalo um, on Monday Night Football with New England, at some point uh, that offense is just going to break through this team. Now, Tariq Hill is questionable. I think he'll go. He's got a a groin issue. Don't we all, I guess? (laughs) But he's got a groin issue. Um, So he might not play. But even if he doesn't play, I think this team is good enough to get over on Cleveland. Now, let's just talk about fantasy for Kansas City for a second. I have uh, Mahomes going uh, with a 26, even against a, a, a tough Tampa, or a Cleveland defense. Yeah, Cleveland's going to get their sacks. They're going to give up, um, or they're going to get sacks. They're going to generate turnovers. But like we were just saying, they will give up some points. I have Mahomes scoring well. I have Kareem Hunt scoring extremely well against this uh, this Browns team. I have him at a 24, which is a huge number for a running back. Uh, At receiver, assuming Hill plays, I have him at a 26. Once again, a huge number. Um, But I think I have the rest of the pass catchers other than, of course, Kelsey, who's at a 16. So it's kind of the same old, same old. You start Mahomes, you start Hunt, you start Hill, and uh, you start Kelsey. This week in Daily Fantasy is a week that I would actually pay the premium for Kelsey. I don't see that every week, and I would say the same is true with Kareem Hunt. Now in Cleveland, like I said, I'm kind of punting this week. I want to see what happens. I think Mayfield will get uh, about to a 20 um chubb look you know chubb is chubb is a player brett have you have you gotten a chance to watch a lot of cleveland's probably not i'm guessing
0: no not at all
1: actually so here's what chubb reminds me of chubb his his physical ability reminds me of todd Gurley, um or maybe like maybe like a mid years not not completely young but a mid-year adrian peterson which is high praise obviously sure um The problem is Cleveland just keeps running him up the middle. Warren Sharp talks about this. He tweets about this all the time. Drives him nuts. Drives me nuts, too. They're handing him the ball off and just slamming him up the middle. And – Pretty much all of his long runs come from his own physical ability, and we saw that with Todd Gurley when Je, uh, when Fisher was there um, in uh, in St. Louis, and I think uh, Schottenheimer was calling the plays there as well. Uh, the young Schottenheimer, who's now in Seattle, look—you got to get these guys in space. He has talent; just throw him a freaking screen pass every now and then. Come on, like how how can Chicago bust loose Tariq Cohen every week? But. Cleveland can't bust loose uh Chubb. I mean, give me a break. So I'm not loving there. Now they, they're gonna change in the uh the offensive you know system, obviously, now that Haley's gone and Hugh Jackson's gone. We'll see. Um as it stands, I have Chubb at a uh at a 13, which is you know probably average, but that's not gonna win you anything in daily fantasy. You can take a look at um, what his output is gonna be. I think. Yeah, he's probably going to be a nice value play, so I think he's worth a flyer because if they start getting him out in space, he could get two hundred all-purpose yards. Um, so we'll see. Now uh, at receiver, I think Landry is the only one you want to play this week from Cleveland, uh, and then Njoku, I think is still a decent play. I have him at a uh, at a ten, which is probably about you know a little a little above average in terms of my tight end projection. Whether you're training competing or recovering under armor has created the best performing gear to make you better and brad man i don't know about you man but i am wearing under armor all the time i'm very active i wear the dry fit stuff i wear the you know the hot stuff i wear the golf stuff what about you man
0: love it personal favorite
1: Personal favorite. So, look, with two exciting new collections, Vanish and Perpetual, Under Armour is ready to help you focus on performance and take your fitness game to the next level. I love Vanish. It's engineered to be breathable, and I'm somebody who sweats a lot, so I need that breathability. You feel lighter and less distracted. It's lightweight, and for me, very important, quick drying. It's not going to cling, it's not going to chafe, and it stretches without absorbing sweat. And now they also have the best fitness apps to help you track and learn how to put that gear to the test. Now, they have uh, Map My Run, which I like a lot. I I actually use my fitness pal probably a little bit more uh my fitness pal is a way to keep a food journal and not only keep a food journal but count those calories and brad you know you're a trainer and uh, i know you you by virtue of being a trainer you have to give some nutritional advice as well and one thing i noticed is that a lot of people think they're eating healthy but they're not actually eating healthy because you know they they're there's just bad stuff hiding in some otherwise healthy looking foods would you agree with that Oh, 100%. Yeah, so that's like the biggest thing. So if you use, um, once again, if you use MyFitnessPal, my wife uses it, I use it all the time, it's great. You not only track the food that you're eating, you keep that food diary, but you know how, how good those foods are. Um, you can track those calories you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, or whatever you want. So if you sign up for Premium, you can unlock even more tools to help you achieve your fitness goals. I definitely recommend getting on it. Uh, download Under Armour's Map My Run and MyFitnessPal in the Apple App Store or Google Play to get your free 30-day trial of premium for new users and take control of your fitness goals today. Brad, man, the month of October in sports has just been getting better every week. Would you agree? it's incredible it's incredible it's the best time of the year so we just had the world series wrap up the nfl and college football are just getting better and better and better the nba is back the nhl is back as well this is i've been saying it for weeks this is the best time of year to be a sports fan because you have every everything is just ratcheted up and ready to go so for diehards out there this is our time and there's only one place to get in on all the action it's betonline.ag don't wait any longer use promo code so podcast one that's all spelt out so it's podcast o-n-e podcast one to receive a 50 sign up bonus that's podcast one for a 50 sign up bonus there's already drama in the la uh, with the lakers toronto and denver are off to a really really hot start alabama is doing well as they usually do the rams are dominating can it continue against new orleans this week we will see uh, and nashville is starting Huge in hockey as well. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sports Net. BetOnline.ag, Podcast One. So we have now Jets plus three at
0: Miami, Brad. Oh, God. Talk about a list of games I don't care about. (laughs) Jesus, man. Like Miami, Detroit, the Jets, like... And these guys are always playing teams with three point spreads because it's like, yeah. well, you know, it's they're so mundane to me. Um, and you know, Miami's at home. I'm going to take them. That you know that that's all I got on that one. You know, you never you never know what you're going to get from these guys. Both sides of the ball. Uh, I do think Miami is a little better, um, so I'm going to go Miami.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I'm going to take Miami for a couple reasons. First of all, I think Miami's underrated, period. Um, They're one of those teams that's not sexy. I think Gase is a great play caller in Miami. Um, I think he's underrated as a head coach, um, doing what he does with that team and that talent. Uh, He's winning more games than he should ever. Um, And, uh, you know, I don't know who's at quarterback. I think Tannehill might still be out. Honestly, I didn't pay much attention because similar to that Tampa Bay situation, when it's against the spread, I don't see really much difference between Osweiler and Tannehill. Um, and I don't see much difference in fantasy either so uh, I did not see the injury I was looking at the injury report and I, like I said I, I just totally didn't notice it so <laughs> I don't know I'll have to check there before I post my rankings to reddit later but um, yeah Miami to me uh, the Jets play better at home uh, but the Jets are still banged up they have uh, running back issues. I think finally um, oh gosh what's the guy's name the uh, I can't remember offhand now but uh, New York is getting their third down back back a uh, McGuire, Elijah McGuire. He's coming back, uh, to, to compliment Isaiah Kroll who, uh, struggled last week without having anybody, uh, basically picking him up. Um, Robbie Anderson is questionable, and Nun was still out. Look, the Jets are banged up. They have a nice defense, but I think Miami, it's only a three-point spread. They're at home. I think Miami will cover. Now, for fantasy, I'm not in love with anything. Uh, I'm staying away from Darnold this week. I have him at 15. That's way below average. Um, Croyle I, I don't know what's going to happen. I tend to think he'll be able to get in the end zone this week, so you can probably start him. Uh, if he's really cheap in daily fantasy, I might take a flyer, but I'd have to look at the uh, – the the I guess price per point um, that I'm projecting there to to see if that's a decent value at receiver I'm not playing anybody it, somebody you might want to take a flyer on is Herndon the uh, tight end they they t- they have been using him more since they've been having these uh, injuries at wide receiver he's starting to emerge and he looks like he could be a dynamic guy um, but this Jets offense is just sputtering now in Miami whoever's playing quarterback I have them at a 19 like I said it doesn't matter to me if it's Tannehill or Osweiler. I have them at a 19. Um, at running back, I think Drake will probably get some yards out of the backfield. I don't have him get in the end zone this week, but I have him at a 12, which means he'll get yards and receptions. Um, at receiver, I think Amendola will be okay. Now, if Devontae Parker suits up, and this is kind of like a weird personality thing. I think he's he's rubbing some people the wrong way in Miami. He doesn't always play. If he suits up, I have him projected at a 15. If he doesn't, then who the heck knows? Maybe you want to play Jakeem Grant. I don't know. Um, Stills is still a little banged up. I have him at a 13 uh at a 6 or a 7 so that's not a great that's not a great play um and then at uh tight end I have him at a 2 <laughs> so Gesicki you know the, Miami just doesn't use tight ends you're going to get that occasional like one catch for 6 yards in a touchdown game Uh, But, you know, you're not playing them week to week. I wouldn't put the flyer on him this week in Daily Fantasy either. All right, guys, are you looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. And check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster than a pill. You can take them any day, any time, day or night. And even on a full stomach, and this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so it's a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to a doctor's office and go to one of those kind of weird, awkward visits where you have to talk about your, you know, your crotch area and say, you know, you know, I need, I need some help here. You don't need to go in and talk to anybody. You can just fill out an online questionnaire. They will ship you the medication straight to your door in discreet packaging. And Brad, have, have you been on this promo? Have you taken advantage of the uh, the Blue Chew promo?
0: I wake up. I drink coffee. I eat blue chew. <laughs>
1: That's the way to do it, man. You know, every uh, you know, whether you need it or not, even just having that little extra boost give you a little bit more confidence in the bedroom. Maybe you are on, uh, you know, you are on a date. and You are looking for that uh, that first time. And you want that first time to be to make an impact, right? We've all been there. You get that, uh, get that blue chew. And for our listeners, we have a great deal: five dollars for the first shipment. If you go to BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and use promo code GETPAID, that's G-E-T-P-A-I-D, just as you see it in the show there. Uh, Once again, BlueChew.com, get paid. You get that $5 first shipment. Hey, man, it's worth it. Just go out, uh, take that Blue Chew. I I assure you, you will not be disappointed. Okay, Brad, moving it on, we have finally an interesting game here. We have Pittsburgh plus three at Baltimore.
0: Ooh, now this is a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a nice, nice game. You know, Pittsburgh, man, for as dysfunctional as they are, they really do play well, don't they? They do, uh, and they always put up points. They always put up points, and there's always some type of upheaval, and, you know, someone's not happy. Antonio Brown, he he gets a pass for his antics somehow, I don't know, maybe because he's so good. (laughs) Yeah, he's always causing some BS, right? Yeah, he is, he is. But uh you know, in a in a division matchup like this, uh I'm gonna have to go with the home team.
1: Yeah, I um I don't know. I mean Baltimore went in and in punched Pittsburgh in a face it at uh at, um, at Pittsburgh. So they went on the road. I kind of feel like, and this is our first, our first disagreement, Brad, uh, six games into the spread. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. You're taking Baltimore. I think Pittsburgh is going to return the favor. In the very least, I think they can cover the spread. It's a three-point spread. I feel like this is a field goal game either way, and I think it could go either way. Now, Baltimore is coming off, I think, two losses. They lost in consecutive weeks to New Orleans and uh, Carolina, and those are two tough games. And I'm still very high on Baltimore. Um, it's hard for me to imagine Baltimore losing three in a row. Pittsburgh never quite plays as well on the road as they do at home, but I feel like Pittsburgh needs this game and Baltimore needs this game. This is going to have a playoff like atmosphere this week. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think James Conner is going to struggle. Baltimore's defense is is going to be tough. It really, to me, is a coin flip either way. Like I said, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in this matchup. That's what my computers, you know, I'm 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 split on this personally, and my computers are are telling me Pittsburgh. So I'll I'll take Pittsburgh. Now in terms of fantasy, I think this is going to be kind of like a struggle week. I see this more as like a twenty to seventeen type game than a than a thirty to twenty seven type game um I think Roethlisberger is going to struggle this week he's he's questionable but of course he's going to suit up and play I'm not even worried about that um 17 that's below average uh at Connor you know for the last couple weeks I've had him projected over over 20 I think he's exceeded those expectations this week I have him at a 13 against this tough Ravens defense I do think that uh Brown uh, will score I have him at an 18 so I think he's your best stealer I think I have, uh, let's see, Ju- uh, Juju Smith-Schuster here at a 13, which is kind of average at receiver, so I wouldn't uh, play a pr- pay a premium on him. Vance McDonald could get, um, maybe get off with the, uh, like a nine or a 10. I don't really think that's that special either. I wouldn't risk it on him unless you're the type of player to play like a hundred daily fantasy lineups. I think you could insert him in a couple, but not a lot. Now Baltimore, I think Flacco will score better. I have him at a 22. Um, I have both of these running backs having a tough, tough time, uh, in Baltimore, whether it's Allen or Collins. Uh, so I put them on the bench at uh, receiver. i I, I like but don't love Crabtree. I love John Brown this week. And then I stay away from Snead. Snead is way too inconsistent. He finally got a, a decent amount of catches last week, but he's not really fine in the end zone. He's going to get in at some point, but, um, you know, he's not projected to this week. And then at tight end, they split the, uh, the receptions too much between the, th- the trio there, so I'm staying away from tight end in Baltimore. Okay, so now we have Detroit plus five at Minnesota, Brad.
0: Detroit plus five at Minnesota. Um, I actually looked for Minnesota to bounce back this week. I know they were, uh, embarrassed, you know, they didn't really compete with New Orleans and, uh, New Orleans is good, but I don't think they're that much better than Minnesota. It was a disappointing, um, disappointing night for them. I, I think they bounce back and take care of business handily.
1: Yeah. And this is an interesting one. So the, the computers are, uh, unanimous telling me to pick Detroit, but I'm with you, Brad. I just don't think that Detroit, um, going on the road at Minnesota now, you know, Look, Minnesota. This is a Minnesota team that got their their faces punched by Buffalo at home. Um, so they they are certainly capable of laying an egg. But coming off a loss, I'm with you, Brad. Now, if they won that game against New Orleans, I, I would consider taking Detroit and going with the computers yeah. there. But you know, coming off that loss, they need this game. Um, you know, Chicago, look, Chicago is just too good. This is a division game. If Detroit wins, they're going to have too much traction. We're seeing green Bay struggle. We'll talk about them a little bit and a really nice Sunday night matchup against new England. We'll talk about that a little bit. Look, Minnesota needs this game. I know Detroit does too, but I just think Minnesota's talents too good. Now Dalvin cook might be coming back. I don't know if he's going to come back or not, but Latavius Murray is, uh, more than capable of picking up the, uh, the, the ball there and, and running with it in Minnesota. So let's go over to uh, to fantasy. So Brad, you, you picked Minnesota. The only game we disagree on so far is that Baltimore-Pittsburgh one. And for me, that's even a coin flip. Um, Let's see. We have, uh, from a fancy point of view, Stafford at a 19, which is a little average. Um, At running back, I have uh, Kerryon Johnson with a 12. I don't know if Riddick is going to be back to catch third down passes or not. Either way, I don't have him doing anything. I think Golden Tate's going to have a nice game this week. Uh, I have him projected at a 14, and I have Galladay actually projected at a 13. Now, Marvin Jones showed up, which is nice last week. Um, Nice for Marvin Jones' owners or people that had him. Unfortunately, I I did my buying on Galladay last week, um, which was very frustrating because I thought Galladay was going to get those two touchdowns. Um, oh well, well I think the the same is going to my same projection holds true this week. I do think Galladay will break through against this Minnesota team. And look, Minnesota does well against the top two receivers, uh, so that's another reason I think Galladay is going to sneak out and get some uh, some run there this week. Now, tight end, I'm not I'm not doing anything with Detroit. Moving it over to Minnesota. I think Cousins has a nice game at a 21 Um, that's above average, but not a world-beating game. Um, Latavius Murray, if he plays, I have him scoring well. If Dalvin Cook plays, I have him scoring well. So um, the value there kind of lies with – With Cook's injury, is he going to play or is he not? Uh, At receiver, I have Diggs having a nice game at a 14, but I have Thielen having a much better game at a 20. Uh, But both of those guys I think you can play, and certainly in fantasy circles you're going to start both of those, and I don't see any reason to put either one of those on the bench. And this game I think is a game that Rudolph could get in the end zone um at an eight i don't say that i think i've only said that i think twice this season. i think this is the game that rudolph could find the end zone so if you're looking for a daily fantasy sleeper or maybe a plug-and-play at tight end uh rudolph could be a nice guy for you moving it over this is an interesting one to me brad atlanta coming off a bye week plus two and a half at washington
0: well off a bye week i i like their chances a little better but i'm a believer in washington all of a sudden man they're running the ball extremely well with Peterson, And, um, you know, I was a naysayer before the season started and uh, I'm going to flip my script, man. And I'm going to, I'm going to like Washington to cover on this one.
1: So, um, you know, I, I, grew up a Redskins fan and I'm always waiting for the shoe to drop with this team. Right. Um, I, I think that Washington, I, I've been watching them all year. I still, I still watch all their games. Uh, they're just struggling scoring the ball and it's been the same old this season. It's, it's, it's what you worried about as a Redskins fan, Um, with Alex Smith coming over from Kansas City. They're not pushing the ball downfield. And you know, part of that is probably because they don't have the receivers um, to push the ball downfield. I think Paul Richardson can get get deep every now and then, but they don't have a Deshaun Jackson anymore. Um, you know, their receivers are banged up. Jamison Crowder's been banged up. Uh, the running backs have been banged up. Washington is just perpetually injured. I, I think they need to change their. Uh, <laughs> I think they need to change their training staff because they're just always injured. You know, there's always a position group that's out. Um, it, it's crazy, but um, no, I'm gonna take Atlanta because. I think it, I think Washington is the better team overall and I love their defense and what they're doing. And it is formidable, but Atlanta's had two weeks now to game plan for this. Um, and they score points and Washington does not score points. So you know the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. I usually go with the unstoppable force to cover these types of spreads, especially if they're getting points. So for that reason, I am taking Atlanta. Um, now, in terms of fantasy, I do think Matt Ryan will score well at a 22 um, at running back. I, I don't. I think the running backs are going to have a tough time in Atlanta. Um, I think Julio Jones is going to pop this week. Will he get in the end zone? No, but he'll get like you know, 14 catches for 180 yards or something like that. You know, he's going to have his typical Julio Jones-type week. Um, I don't think Sanu will score well. Well, it depends because Washington's cornerback is injured, Dunbar. If Dunbar's out, I think Sanu will score well. If Dunbar plays, uh, Dunbar is their best corner, even more so than Norris. Now, if Dunbar plays, then I would say that Ridley will have the better game. Either way, I think Ridley will will score well on the slot there um, this week for Atlanta. I have him at a fourteen, so he's worth a nice little daily fantasy um, you know value play there at tight end. I think Hooper will score okay, but not great. Now in Washington, uh, Alex Smith is going to have to going to have to get his team into the end zone. He's going to have to have two to three touchdown passes for this team to cover. I don't think so. I think he'll have maybe one touchdown pass. We'll see Adrian Peterson though. I do think he'll score well. The Washington will try to establish the run. If they can keep that score close, Peterson will have nice value. I have him at a 25 Chris Thompson. I don't know. I mean, he was banged up. Uh, he played last week, but then, you know, he, he kind of left and he got checked out. I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. So, you know, I, I watch that news throughout the week and I don't play him. If I have him in my fantasy circles and have other options, because I need to wait and see on him at uh, receiver. You know, I think the Redskins, in theory, the Redskins receivers should score well. Um, to me, that's that's probably that's probably Paul Richardson and nobody else. I, I don't know if Crowder's going to play. Um, Doctson, you know, he's you he never know what you're going to get with that guy week to week. But at tight end, I think you can play Jordan Reed and be okay with that. Okay, Brad, moving it on, we have Houston plus three at Denver.
0: Oh, uh, God, here's another one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you- <laughs> You know what though, I, I I'm actually a little bit surprised at this line. The way Houston played, they're they're actually balling, you know. And uh, yeah I'm a little bit surprised because I don't find Denver to be that formidable. Uh, I guess they do have a really good home field advantage, you know, playing in that that high altitude, and uh, they're no slouches. Um, I you know what, I think Houston's hot. I like them to roll for a little bit, and I'm going to take them to cover.
1: I'm with you, Brad. I'm with you. So, uh, look, Deshaun, this is a Houston team that's getting a little bit better every week. We saw um, Watson. I I was high on him. I thought Watson would have the type of season that Mahomes is having now. Um, and for that matter, I, I thought that Mahomes would have the type of season that Watson's having now. So I had those two two players basically flipped in terms of the fantasy world realm. Um, but look, Watson was coming back off a, uh, a shredded ACL. He came back, had that repaired. Um, he was rusty and it, and it showed um, he was not seeing the pocket well, he was not seeing the routes he was late on his throws he struggled um but now it looks like and every week he's been getting a little bit better a little bit more comfortable and he's a second year quarterback and you know they always talk about the sophomore slump I think that I think that they're peaking now. Um, I think they're getting better and they're approving. The, the defense is getting healthier. J.J. Watt is asserting himself. You know, he's like the Watt of two or three years ago before the injuries, knock on wood. Um, you know, J- Jadavian Clowney on the other side. This is a tough defense. The quarterback play is better. You know, Denver, I don't think they're awful, Brad, but I don't think they're great. Um, Houston getting three, even with Denver's formidable home field advantage, I'm going to take Houston in this game. Um, From fantasy, I think um, Watson at this point, you're probably going to be playing him every week, especially after we saw that five touchdown outburst last week. Now the Fuller injury hurts. Um, Fuller stretched the field deep for them. I don't know who's going to take that role. Um, he took pressure off of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know who's going to take that role, but you know, then again, uh, Fuller was hurt for a decent tread, uh, stretch of last year as well. And this team can score points um, at, re- at running back. They're finally using uh, Lamar Miller the way he should be used. Thank goodness for him. Um, unfortunately for me, because I traded him earlier in the season at my fantasy team, but I do have him projected at a fifteen. I think he'll score well. Hopkins, you got to play him. I have him at a thirteen. If uh, Fuller was playing, unfortunately he's not. I would have him more. I don't know who's going to take over that role, but I'm taking. Um, I'm going to be looking hard at uh, Kiki QT. Um, if he's back, I think he'll pop this week. Uh, so I think he's a nice daily fantasy option. If you need a plug-and-play this week, uh, then he's somebody you can insert. At uh, tight end, I'm not really looking at anybody there. I think last week with the two touchdown passes to uh, Thomas, I think it was Jordan Thomas, I think that was an outlier. I don't think that's the rule. But you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye out, but I'm not playing him this week. Now, with Denver, I have Keenum struggling this week. I have it as have him at the 16. I don't play him in daily fantasy um, unless you're one of those mega, mega, you know, tons of lineup people, and you're just doing all the combinations. That's cool. Um, but I'm not playing him in fantasy. Uh, I think Philip Lindsay will score well. Freeman is still going to be out. Yeah, I know Booker is going to eat into some of those snaps, but I think uh, Philip Lindsay will score well this week. Um, and I do think that they'll be behind, and they tend to throw him the ball more when they're behind, and that helps in, the, in uh, PPR leagues. Uh, Demaryius Thomas. You know, good, not great. I have him at about a 9 or a 10. I I don't think he's going to score well. I think Sanders is the guy that Keenum has, uh, you know, the um – he has that chemistry with so I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh Sanders is a nice play I have him at a 17 he's probably a little bit too pricey in uh, daily fantasy to play with only a 17 projection but again if you play a ton of lineups then you're going to take that Keenum to Sanders combination stack anyway um in terms of let's see I don't have Sutton scoring well and then uh Hireman I have him you know maybe getting like three catches for 30 yards, but I don't see him finding the end zone. Brad, we have another, finally, another nice matchup to watch. The Chargers plus one at Seattle.
0: Oh, wow. What a great game. Yeah. So Seattle is is playing really well. They've kind of found their groove and they, they've turned into like, they found themselves. They know what type of team they are. They're run first these days. Um, that home field advantage in Seattle is wicked. Um, but I do think that the Chargers are a far better team and I think Seattle is going to return to what they were uh, a few weeks ago, and I, I think they're going to struggle. I actually am going to take the Chargers to win on the road.
1: I agree with one caveat. the um, Melvin Gordon has to play if Gordon is still out with that groin injury, he, I think he was a late scratch in that London game a couple weeks ago. If Gordon doesn't play and the chargers only have Eckler, I think Seattle is going to, you know, basically make the chargers one dimensional. Um, and I, I think this is going to be either way. I think this is going to be a close game, but I think that switch you know, swings the balance over to Seattle for me. So I am taking the chargers. I'm with you, Brad, with the uh, contingency that Gordon has to play in fantasy. Um, let's see. I, I don't, I, I think rivers is going to struggle. I do have have Gordon if he plays scoring a 20 so I do think this is going to be a run reliant Chargers team this week um, you know I think that you're going to play Ke- uh, Keenan Allen if you have him. I haven't projected in a, at an 11 but I actually have Terrell Williams scoring a 10 and uh, Mike Williams scoring a 7 so again you know I, I think through the air it's going to be tough sledding this week against Seattle in um, a tight end I don't really have much going on there either for Seattle I like but don't love Wilson I have him at a 17 I think the the running backs are going to have tough sledding this week If you're going to pick one, I would pick Carson. I've been saying that all year. And, and, you know, early in the season, people were kind of rolling their eyes because they assumed Penny was eventually going to take over. I think we know what Seattle is at this point in the running game. They're kind of a three headed monster with Carson kind of leading the way. Uh, But I don't, either way, I don't have him projected well. I have him at like an eight, so that's not great. Um, I think uh, Baldwin might have a tough game this week. I think that Lockett will score okay, but I don't think he's going to get in the end zone. Um, I actually like uh, Moore. So their young receiver, uh, I think he was on the practice squad a couple weeks ago in the last like two or three weeks he's got like four or five touchdowns he's been going off so you kind of got to take a look at him um um, if if nothing else, he is going to require defenses to take a look at him, which might open more things up for Baldwin or for Lockett. Uh, and then at tight ends, you know Ed Dixon is back in Seattle. That's interesting because Seattle likes to throw the ball to tight ends in scoring position, and Nick Vanette was not doing it. We saw Disley doing well earlier in the season before his injury. Now that Dixon's back, I'm, I'm, he's kind of on my watch list. I'm not going to pick him up yet, but if he has another nice game or finds the end zone again, he might be worth a, uh, a roster spot. Now, if you're If you're hurting at tight end and you have a deep, deep bench, you know, you might want to pop on him early. It's better to get him early than late um, Dixon if he is going to be popping off at the end of the year. So, Brad, we have possibly the game of the, definitely the game of the week in my opinion, but possibly the game of the season. We have the Rams plus one at New Orleans, man. How do you feel about that one?
0: Oh, man, this is just an incredible game. Um, I had a chance to watch the Rams last week and they, they just look real and they look enthused. They look dialed up. Uh, they look like in, that. They feel like they can't be stopped. But uh, New Orleans is playing so well this year, and I think you know the Rams. You know they're not going to go undefeated. I I don't think that's going to happen at all. So I think if, if there's any week that they they don't get it done, I think it's on the road uh, this week.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, you know it, it's funny to see the Rams getting a point. Um, you know, I don't think that they've covered, uh, covered a spread in the last three, or four weeks. I've been paying attention. I've been staying away from them, but I've been picking the over. Oh my gosh. And that, uh, that green Bay game, Brad, when, yeah, when yeah. Gurley came, when Gurley came around at the end of the game and, and he did the right thing. Um, so he like went down and it always makes me smile when players are like, screwed the stats. I'm just going to get down yeah. and preserve the game. So that was good. But you know, what, what killed me was Ty Montgomery fumbling that stupid kickoff because, I needed, I was, I think the, the over under in my pool was, uh, and I had them in so many parlays. I, that over under was, um, um, 56 and a half and they were at 56. <laughs> and,
0: oh and, when God. Montgomery,
1: when Montgomery fumbled, I thought, oh, great. Now, now yeah. all, now all that needs to happen is, uh, the Rams get a first down. And, uh, and so no sure enough. No for you. Yeah. No points for me. So, uh, that hurt a couple of the parlays there. Uh, but I tell you that last week, Brad, um, you finally – I think last week was your first week under 50, like 55%. You've been super hot to start the year. But I actually had a big week last week. I think it was like 8-4. and four. Um, So finally, nice. finally a good week. But I'm still behind you over on the season. But anyway, back to the game. I, I'm going to take the, the – I'm going to take the uh, – the Saints in this one. I think that the Saints are playing well. The Rams, we saw last week with Green Bay, a, a team in Green Bay that has struggled to run the ball, kind of did what they wanted to do against the Rams' defense. Um, the Rams' defense, they're still without Aqib Tlaib. They're a little bit of, of a different unit when Tlaib is back. He's on the injured reserve, but I think he's designated to return later in the year. Um I, I think this is gonna be a nice high scoring affair I think it's gonna be like in the in the probably in the 60s in terms of points I could see this being maybe like I'm sorry the 50s um, could get in the 60s but I see this being like a 28-24, 31 28 type game um it's gonna be fun to watch I'm loving it I, I'm definitely gonna have this on my TV for sure uh fantasy wise like I said I'm taking the uh I am taking New Orleans Brad you were taking New Orleans too right I am okay uh, and then uh in terms of fantasy i think everybody scores well here i think golf is going to get a 25 uh Gurley is going to score every week of course you're going to play him i don't have him scoring enough um to to warrant the daily fantasy budget if you only play a few lineups i only have him in an 18 that's not a good point per projection ratio for me at receiver if cooper cup is back i have him at a nice game at, at 17 brandon cooks i have going off at a 24 so he's one of those rare kind of 20 plus point projected uh, receivers i have uh woods at a 23 now that's contingent on cup coming back because woods plays a little bit of a different role when cup is playing if cup is out woods usually takes over that uh, cooper cup type role and they insert somebody else on the side there so woods will you know he'll work the slot if cup is out if cup is in then cup Cup will work the slot which opens things up for everybody else so either way i have the receivers all three receivers here for the Rams scoring well um and then nothing at tight end now at new new orleans i have breeze this will surprise people i have breeze in an 18 but i have the running back scoring pretty well um well up into the teens uh for uh both Kamara and ingram i think they will try to establish the run early and stick with it and i think it'll be a close enough game to where they'll stick with the run the entire game um if the game just does start to Get out of hand, that means Kamara will get more of the catches than Ingram will, in my opinion. Uh receiver, I have uh, Michael Thomas scoring okay at a 14. Again, that's that's a decent projection, good enough certainly to play him in fantasy. And I don't know why anybody would ever bench him, but in daily fantasy, if you're trying to budget, you know, there there's better value out there. Michael Thomas is going to cost a lot, and a 14 projection isn't, you know, getting me out of bed in the morning. Uh Traquan Smith, I have having a decent week at an eight. Actually, he's somebody to me, even though the projection's low, you're going to be able to get him at a decent value. He's somebody that could find the end zone this week, especially with the emphasis on the run game, opening things up and play action, and also the coverage emphasis on Michael Thomas. Um, And then Benjamin Watson, if he plays, um, I think he'll play well this week, and he could find the end zone as well. So, Brad, we have
0: another interesting game.
1: Uh, Some good games late in the day, uh, and certainly on Sunday night. We have Green Bay plus six at New England.
0: Oh, my God. What a matchup. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I would never take New England to not cover at home. And, and the six point line is, is nice and friendly for them. And I know they're better than Green Bay. But, um, you know, just like last week, Green Bay comes to play in big games. And I'm going to go on a limb here and say they cover.
1: Yeah, I'm actually taking Green Bay as well, it not comfortably. You know, I'm not loving it, but I am taking them. My computers are completely split down the middle here, <clears throat> so this is just my own gut intuition here. Um, look, you know, six points. Aaron Rodgers getting six points. It's like Tom Brady getting six points. You know, it, you, you just got to take that matchup. Um, New War- New England has a tough time with de- now. The defense has been playing better, but. You know, even Buffalo was in that game last night, you know, right. if, if a better quarterback there could have taken advantage of some things with New England, uh, it'll be an interesting game. I think, you know, this Green Bay, New England matchup, we should have had this in a Super Bowl a couple years ago. We got robbed of it as fans, sports fans. Um, so this is the next best, best thing. Green Bay and a got to have it game. Green Bay has to win this game, right, man? Has to has to to win this game. This is huge. So you know they're going to show up. New England, it's not as important, but they always play tough at home. And New England is one of those teams that will ascend throughout the regular season as well. They get better and better each week as they keep, you know, tinkering. Uh, Now, Sony Michelle is going to be out. That means probably Corderell Patterson is going to be uh, – Inserted at running back, um, like he was in Monday night. That was interesting to see, Brad. <laughs> seeing seeing a receiver playing yeah. halfback, right? But um, yeah, so this is this is kind of a banged up uh, New England team in terms of running back. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to, like I said, it's not the comfortable thing. I wouldn't recommend spending your money on it, uh, but I am going to take Green Bay as well in the pick. Now, in terms of fantasy, I think Rodgers will score great. I think I have him at a 25. Um, at running back, I don't really love any of the running backs here uh, for Green Bay, so I'm going to stay away. Devontae Adams, I think, is going to have a great game. I don't really know what's, Brad, what- you're a little bit more dialed into Green Bay than I am. What's going on at receiver, man? Because Allison and Cobb are both back, but it seemed like they didn't play a lot. Were they just kind of putting him on the back burner and kind of easing them back into gameplay.
0: Yeah, I think it was something like that. They um you didn't see a whole lot from Cobb. Um they had that rookie out there uh, Yeah Vontez scaling or whatever or maybe they had the a couple guys, guys yeah. out there I, I barely heard of that produced that that I think each had a touchdown. Um yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. Maybe they're not a hundred percent and just putting them in in, in big moments. Um, yeah. But yeah, but but hopefully they, they get healthy soon because, you know, when Cobb, Allison, and Adams are out there, there's not a better trio in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, you know, the, the Rams are starting to try to come up and, and be one of those great trios, but I'm with you. When those three are there and healthy, and and Green Bay's offense is going to score anyway, so they can plug and play receivers because Rodgers is going to find them, um, and the scheme is going to get them separation. But, uh, you know, whoever's playing there is good. I think the Green Bay receivers, I'll say it this way, whoever's playing a Green Bay receiver – um, will we'll score pretty well uh, with Adams leading the way there. Certainly, I think Jimmy Graham will have a very nice game this week. I have him at a 13, which will be a nice, you know, nice catch amount, nice yardage. I had him projected well last week uh, as well, Brad. They had a, a he had a touchdown that was called back. You know, I think he didn't quite get in or something like that. But uh, that, yeah, hurt, that hurt my daily fantasy. That probably cost me 20 bucks just just by that self. So, <laughs> you know, oh well. Uh, New England, uh, I have Brady at a good, not great 19. But, you know, he's somebody you're going to start every week. Um, at this point, he's actually not even that big of a budget play in daily fantasy either. Um, so you might be able to find some decent value there. Um, I'm not going to play Patterson um, regardless. And, yeah, yeah, I will say this. If you can play him at receiver you know get him at a decent clip at receiver he might be worth it because he's going to get you half back yards but he did not catch any passes on monday night so that's worth noting um james white i usually have he's my highest projected patriots running back this week but i only have him at a 12 um generally i have him projected at an 18 to 20 um so this week is going to be tough for him basically in in terms of projection at receiver i have gordon scoring the best um projected at at a 12 so if you're going to pick one he's the guy um edelman i have at a 10 um then i don't really have. Any Anybody else other than, of course, Gronkowski, who's at a nine, which is an average for him week. Okay. Lastly, we have Monday night football, Brad, Tennessee plus six and a half at
0: Dallas. Bah, brutal. You know, I, I don't see much from Tennessee, I, but I don't see much from Dallas either. Um, big game under the lights, Jerry's world. I think Dallas can cover this one.
1: I'm going to take um, six and a half for this Dallas team. It's a lot.
0: I know it's it, a lot.
1: You know, and Dallas is try- you know struggling to score the ball. Tennessee's defense is good. Tennessee's offense is bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tennessee because six and a half just seems like a lot to me. Uh, my computers agree with that. I think this is a Dallas twenty, Tennessee seventeen, maybe even like a sixteen to thirteen type game. But I do see it as a field goal game, so I will take Tennessee. Um, in terms of daily fantasy, everybody out there, I hate everything in Tennessee. Um, Mariota is at a ten. Actually, that I was staying before. I think I had. Um, Buffalo's quarterback in eleven. That might be the season worst. No, actually, Tennessee's worse at a ten. That's bad. Um, At running back. If you're going to pick one, I would pick Lewis um, for Tennessee, but I wouldn't pick either one of them. Uh, Corey Davis, I had it have at a 10, so that's average. But if you need to play him, you can. I just wouldn't spend the money on daily fantasy for him. Uh, Dak Prescott, he needs to use his legs more. I've been saying it all year. If he does, then I have him, you know, maybe at an 18. If he doesn't, then I have him at a 15. Uh, Zeke Elliott, you're going to play him regardless each week. I have him at a 14, so that's, um, you know, that's reasonable. Um, let's see. I don't have really anybody else doing well except for maybe Cole Beasley. I have him at 11. I think he'll get catches. Uh, and maybe even uh, Swaim, if he's healthy now, um, he could get off. Now, Cooper, we don't really know what we're going to get from him. I don't know. He's he's had a concussion. I think he's questionable this week. I'm interested in him. I'm you know Depending on his budget in uh, DraftKings, I might take a flyer in him. But he's not somebody I would insert into my lineup um and literally he would only be a flyer in daily fantasy if he's cheap so i really kind of want to see what they're doing because dallas is just you know they're not pushing the ball downfield. i don't think i don't think cooper's amari cooper's presence is going to be that great um even even in dallas in the, in the next couple of weeks so I, i'm kind of staying away there so there you have it there's a full slate of games quickly i want to run through a kind of uh, waiver plays if, if you need somebody there are a lot of teams in bye week so this is a plug and play or maybe uh, replacing injury quarterback i have flacco owned in 34.6 percent of the the, the leagues i have him projected over 20 alex smith playing a struggling atlanta defense is worth a a plug and play as well now another one is ryan fitzpatrick look he's going to be starting in tampa scores so he's probably my my favorite waiver pickup because not only will he score well this week if you need him uh, but he'll be a nice rest of the season kind of bench player even starter for the end of the season at running back i have uh, dougie dougie you know, teach me how to Dougie. Uh, there's a reference that about, that's about five to seven years too old. Uh, Doug Martin, 51.6% of the leagues he's owned. He's going to be getting the carries and the opportunities in Oakland. Um, and Royce Freeman's only owned in 67% of the leagues. I know he's injured, but he will be back. At receiver, uh, Goodwin in San Francisco is only owned in 61% of the leagues, but he's the only one producing there at the receiver position in San Francisco. Mohamed Sanu at 58.9% of the league. Uh, owned, um, he will score well for Atlanta for the rest of the season. And then, again, if Miami decides to play Devontae Parker, um, I like him in Miami. Uh, to to uh, to get some points for the rest of the year at tight end I know it's a bye week for Indianapolis but Doyle is back if you're hurting at the position you can pick him up and OJ Howard for some reason is only owned in 72% of the league uh, leagues he's a top 10 tight end especially if Fitzpatrick back he's more like a top five tight end so pick him up if he is available defense this week I like the Broncos and I like the Browns um, this week you know I know the Browns are playing Kansas City Everybody's going to be shocked at that but again they generate turnovers and they generate sacks that supersede the amount of yardage and points they give up week to week. I think that's a that's a common mistake people make is they don't uh, factor in those turnovers and those sacks as much as they should. They only look at the scores at the end of the day and they think that the defense is bad. That does not make them a bad fantasy defense. And then a kicker, for some reason, Mason Crosby, in my league, he's a number three kicker if you need a kicker, you know, I know he had that bad week, but look at it this way. If he even hit two of those five kicks that week, he would be the number one kicker in the league. He had a bad week. He's bounced back mentally. That's what you want to see. He's owned in 35.9% of the leagues. You got to pay attention. And then uh, Fairbairn in uh, in Houston, they're moving the ball. We talked about this. This team's getting better. Uh, Deshaun Watson is getting better. Um, that is going to give him more field goal and extra point opportunities. He's only owned in
0: 53.3% of the leagues.
1: So Brad. I think we can uh, tie it up there man do you have any uh, parting shots parting words for uh, for our listeners
0: looking forward to this week man that Green Bay game that LA Ram game and even the Chargers Seattle a lot of a lot of good matchups Absolutely. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, man, this is a really great week. A lot it's of a, fun.
1: Yeah, there, there are a lot of great games and and a few duds out there. Let's be honest about it. But yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff. Um, so looking forward to this weekend as usual. Uh, once again, before we uh, sign off here, I want to thank our partners Under Armour, Blue Chew, and Bet Online. Make sure you look at the uh, the show notes to look for the promotions there. Uh, until then, everybody, I hope everybody goes out, has a great week, wins their fantasy, wins their daily fantasy, and uh, wins their bets. Go
0: out, get paid.